Yo, 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 what is good, my viewers? Welcome back to the Roadside Repair Show. I'm your host, Nolan. We apologize about the distance in between episodes one and two. Uh, the microphone that I have on set here actually broke and I had to get it repaired, but we have it fixed. We are back to 100%. We are going to be filming two episodes a week from now on. Uh, we're going to have these two coming out in back-to-back days. So this is a two-part series that I'm doing right now. I might do this for the other leagues, but we're going to start with the NBA, my personal favorite sports league. We're going to go through each team, and I'm going to tell exactly what I think they should do this offseason in order to put themselves in a position to win a championship. So we're starting with the Eastern Conference today. Let me get this out of the way right away. The majority of these teams are not winning a championship. Realistically, just looking over things, I say six of these teams really have what it takes to win a chip. But we will get into that in further detail uh, rather shortly. We're going to start at the bottom and make our way up. We're going to go rapid fire, keep the episodes under 30 minutes. You know how we are. Um, We are going to get the Western Conference uh, video or podcast, I should say, out uh, very shortly. So let's start at the bottom, why don't we? So number one the Cleveland Cavaliers last year with a 19 and 46 record 33 games behind the first seed uh it just it was not a good season for Cleveland looking at where they are versus where they want to be this is probably one of the worst places you can be you're clearly in your tanking phase you got Kevin Porter Jr you got uh Darius Garland, you got Colin Sexton. So, what's the move? Well, first of all, one, you need to figure out your future. Who's handling the ball going forward? You need to figure out your spacing. You need to figure out your defense. Two moves they need to make immediately. Well, I say three. One, decide what's happening with Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's play style is outdated by every description of the word. Is he really what you want going into the future? In my opinion, no, but the problem is that it's going to be hard to get rid of that contract. Two, Kevin Love. What are you going to do about him? Kevin Love is making too much money for your payroll, and he just does not fit your timeline of a rebuild. Kevin Love is one of those players that I'm pretty sure every NBA fan just loves. I mean, how can't you love that guy? Especially after looking through the transformation he went through uh, in Minnesota after UCLA. It's just crazy. And his openness and probably being one of the athletes on the very front of being able to talk about your mental health. You you can't not like Kevin Love. So get him out of there. Ship him off to a contender. Make the world happy. Get some assets. And please, Cleveland's done pretty good about this over the years, you know. I mean, they've had some luck, but... Please, with your draft picks, just draft well. You've you've done... I think Cleveland's a pretty solid drafting team. I mean, obviously, with number one overall picks, you're taking, like, Kyrie and Wiggins. But, you know, I think that... I still see a lot of potential in Colin Sexton. I think this team, if they can regroup themselves the right way, can definitely head to the right places. So, Cleveland, next year is absolutely not your year. You need to set up your rebuild. Atlanta Hawks. So the Atlanta Hawks are basically one step ahead of Cleveland. 
they decided what they wanted to do with their future and they're going to pursue it. They got rid of people like Schroeder. Uh, they brought they have Trey Young now an all-star. I think Trey Young, I have some very mixed feelings on him. I thought he'd be a bust immediately. I was wrong, but I was right that he is possibly the worst defensive player I've ever seen step on an NBA court. His absolute scoring output obviously makes up for it. I mean, you want Trey Young on your team, but there's some work to be done there. They've made some very decent drafting, some good trades. I love the I love Capella with Trey Young. If can, Capella can keep developing as someone who strictly grabs rebounds and rim runs so Trey can throw him lobs, that is 100% okay with me. I think the Hawks are in a spot that they're going to have a better year than last year. They only ended up winning, what was it? Uh, they only ended up winning 20 games. I see them maybe cracking around the 30 win mark, but... So, what I think the Hawks need to do officially, one, work on Trey Young's defense, obviously. I think that's coming as a surprise to no one. Uh, two, just keep working on developing your pieces. I mean, obviously, you have your pieces that everyone knows John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter. But even some of like your younger pieces, like I still, I always have, and I know this is probably to my downfall. Uh, Scal LeBissier, I've always believed in Scal. I think he just needs the right opportunity, and he can become a solid role player on this team. This team is young, they are fresh, they are ready to make things happen. I just think they gotta keep working on it, you know? They are in the rebuild, but they are doing it the right way. Their team is incredibly young, they're willing to learn. Obviously, unfortunately, Vince Carter retired, but they have like the likes of Jeff Teague um, to mentor a little bit. I think they are on the right path. They've been lost for a while, but using Trey Young as your centerpiece, you've done it. The Pistons. Now, this team confuses me because they seem to think that they're a team that's riding this middle ground, but with, with your, your core... Like, what's your starting five? If they don't trade D-Rose, which I think they will, and I, honestly, I think they should, but we'll get into that. You're running what? Derrick Rose, Luke Kennard. Who are you even starting at the small forward? Seku? Maybe Seku? Uh, and then run a small ball up front with Blake Griffin and Christian Wood. You have Thawne on the bench. You have Svi. You have Tony Snell, Langston Galloway. Where what is this team thinking? They're going all in on a team that would have gone all in in 2012. 2012, well, half these guys aren't in the league, but Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin in their prime, yeah, great, fantastic. You have two guys who are sucking up your money way past prime. You have some interesting young pieces. I love Christian Wood. I love Luke Kennard. I see a lot of potential in those two guys. Are they the centerpiece of a rebuild? I don't think so. So the first thing that the Pistons need to do immediately is ship out house. 100%. Blake Griffin, gotta go. Derrick Rose, you really should look to trade him for some pieces. They just need to have that hit on a draft pick. The Pistons have not been an incredible drafting team in recent years. They just need 
a good a good draft pick, someone that can help them be this uh, centerpiece. I would say I would tend trend in not trading Wood or Kennard, but if so, get good value for them. Do not just throw them away. Please, please, please do not just throw them away. Oh, and also to all my J. Cole fans out there, sign J. Cole. Obviously, that'll make you a championship contender overnight. The New York Knicks. There is no team in any professional sport that I dislike more than the New York Knicks. And it's not even uh, because I am a, a Nets fan. I just hate the Knicks because they never know what they're doing. This is the definition of a team that thinks they can contend. I think the best thing for the Knicks to do, it's not even tank. The best thing that this team can do is just straight up do terrible. So they are forced to turn around house. I've never been so confused in my life by a signing that they did with the Julius Randle. Because right now, you you really are going to come out and tell me what? That you're going to have a starting lineup of probably Frank Nielakina, RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Or maybe Dennis Smith Jr. starts over Frank. But either or, you're going to tell me that. Then you've got bench pieces of Alfred Payton, Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis. I I do love Theo Pinson, obviously. Uh, If you've ever watched a Brooklyn game, he's just one of the most fun people I've ever watched. But no, there is no move for the Knicks. The only move for the Knicks is to absolutely blow it up. The only people worth keeping are RJ Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. I think Kevin Knox, I was a believer. I was wrong. I am big enough to admit that. You need to absolutely blow up house. You need draft picks. You need veteran leadership. Taj Gibson is not veteran leadership. Knicks, this is the absolute worst position in the league. You need to stop thinking you're a contender. Chicago Bulls. Now, the Chicago Bulls are in an interesting spot, to say the least. Now, the big question of this offseason is obviously going to be, what's going to happen to Zach Levine? In my opinion, they should try. I'm, I'm not sure how much. I'm going to look up. I'm not sure how much time is on Zach Levine's contract right now. Because that kind of is going to. Okay, so he is. So he's going to be making nineteen million dollars this year. I, I definitely think he's pretty. For for how good he is, it's a little a little pricey. But I really, really, really do think it's too early to speculate the future with Zach Levine. I say give it one more year. Because I like where they're going. Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Laurie Markkinen, now that Billy Donovan is the coach. Remember that Billy Donovan is, like, for, for bigs who can do do more than just big man stuff. Or even just bigs who just do big man stuff. Like, look at Steven Adams. Look at uh, DeMontis Sabonis. Look what Billy Donovan was able to develop these big men as. Larry Markkinen's only going to get better, and Billy Donovan loves shooters in his system. Obviously, he likes to slash the ball based on players he's had before, but Billy Donovan loves it when his players can go out and shoot the ball. So Zach Levine, Kobe White, I love, I love, love, love Kobe White as a prospect. 
uh, Laurie Markkinen, you got Chris Dunn, um, Denzel Valentine, Wendell Carter, I like Wendell Carter a lot, uh, Thomas Sadoransky, Otto Porter Jr., obviously not doing his absolute best, but though they'll find some some something to work for them i think again some players need to leave denzel valentine cristiano felicio uh you could put up even thomas sadaransky ryan archie i don't i've never known how to pronounce his name mr villanova there's a lot of ways this team can go, which makes it very interesting. But again, this team is similar to the Hawks, where I think they're trending in the right way. So let's talk about the exact opposite and talk about the Charlotte Hornets. I've never seen a team so confused as the Charlotte Hornets. Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier straight up will not work. It never will work, no matter what you do. I don't think James Brago's a bad coach. I don't think he's the thing that's wrong. I think the fact that their their best players both play the same position. Like they're 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 let's look at probably their best players right now. Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, probably Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, PJ Washington, I'd probably say are their best players. The problem, Devonta point guard. Terry point guard, Malik point guard, Miles Bridges small forward, PJ Washington small forward. Their best front court guys really are probably Cody Zeller and Willie Hernan Gomez, with your backups being Bismack Biombo. I I'm sure you could see the problem. Kobe Simons is a prospect. Interesting. What what to do is Charlotte, this one confuses me. I don't even know if you can blow this up. I don't even know if there is something to blow up. I wouldn't say fire Borrego. I really do like Borrego as a um, as a coach. I guess develop Devonte and PJ Washington. Give Miles Bridges minutes. There's there's just there's nothing I can see for this team honestly that can make it better. They're in such an ugly spot. Washington Wizards. Now, obviously, last year they did not live up to expectations. Bradley Beal absolutely robbed of an all-star nod, scoring 30 points a game. Bradley Beal obviously will be looked to be trade this offseason. I don't like that a lot. Obviously, I'd like to see him in a team where he can obviously go and win, but you need to wait to see John Wall. Because unless if you don't remember... John Wall was that guy. Like, John Wall was incredible. Seeing him healthy with Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans with a career year. Uh, Thomas Bryant, I think, is an all right center. He's definitely in the wrong uh, generation. But getting help with people off their bench with like Jerome Robinson, Mo Wagner, Troy Brown, uh, Rui seeing him develop i think this team could fight for a playoff spot but also could easily have a top five pick i don't like the idea of blowing it up immediately i want to see john wall healthy if john wall year doesn't work blow it up 100 percent. but bradley beal you're a bucket keep doing your thing john wall please come back healthy uh please come back you know play how we all know we miss you i'm excited to see where this goes
All right, so now we're in playoff teams, and let's talk about the team that upsets me more than, well, not more than the Knicks, but this team just makes me so upset. Let's talk about the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are in no man's land, which if you don't know what that means in NBA terms with your seeding, that's anywhere from pretty much the 7 to 9 seed. The problem with being in no man's land is that you're never going to contend for a championship, but you're never going to have a decent draft pick. It's such a bad spot to be in. Now, let me get this. I like their roster. I like the idea. Steve Clifford as a coach. Eh, I really like Vogel as a coach for the Magic. Um, And I really do like some of the players they've got on here. I like the idea that they were confident enough to go pick up Markel Fultz. I really hope he rebounds. Aaron Gordon really needs to get out. This is not the situation for Aaron Gordon to be in. But John Isaac, Vooch, I, again, I feel like Vooch is just going to be wasted. He's going to become one of those players that's just forgotten by history, but is always going to be a solid NBA player. But he was on the Magic. There's nothing he can do. Uh, probably my f- probably my favorite bench unit in all of uh, NBA basketball, obviously, besides my favorite teams. They've got some real interesting pieces. Obviously, Michael Carter-Williams, DJ Augustine, James Ennis, Evan Fournier. Don't Google his name. Terrence Ross, who a lot of you don't know has a nickname, but is probably my favorite nickname in the NBA, the Human Torch. They've got a lot of interesting pieces, but they got to figure it out. They either got to blow it up or make a splash. People might want to come to Orlando in free agency. They've got to figure it out and then pick a direction. I can't decide which one's better. Brooklyn. Now, I am a longtime Brooklyn Nets fan. So, let me tell you exactly what needs to happen. Everything needs to go absolutely perfectly. Nothing can go wrong. If everything goes exactly how it's planned to go, we can, this team can win a championship. This is the first team we've talked about that I believe 100% can win a championship. I mean, obviously, you've got the starting lineup of probably what they're going to run is Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris... Kevin Durant, or maybe Spencer. I don't know. If I'm running the lineup, if I'm in charge, I'm doing Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, um, and Jared Allen. But they've got so many weapons. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie. Honestly, Timothy uh, Luag Cabarat when he's playing on, on fire, which has happened. DeAndre Jordan, Tyler Johnson's shown some flashes. Rodinus Karuks. Torian Prince played very, very well in the bubble. Um, Garrett Temple. Nick Claxton. This team has what it takes to win a championship. But locker room questions. Obviously, Kevin Durant. Will he be the same? Can Jared Allen continue to develop? Obviously, Steve Nash is a coach. I love the hire. He just brought on Amari Stoudemire. I'm assuming that his entire job will be develop Jared Allen. I like this team. I think this team is probably going to finish second or third in the East next year. I have my hopes are indescribably high. Sixers, Sixers, Sixers. The Sixers. I I don't know what they're going to do. The problem with the Sixers is they're in this spot where they need to contend, but also they're not exactly ready. Obviously, it's not the problem with their their lineup. Ben Simmons 
who are the problem? Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. That's a freaking insane, insane starting five. But your bench depth, that's where things start to get. I mean, your bench unit's probably Shake Milton, Furkan, um, Tobias, I mean, not Tobias, Matisse Thybul, like Kyle Quinn. And who are you even going to have play backup center? No one, really. It's they're, they the Tobias Harris contract is probably the worst contract in the NBA right now. It's absolutely atrocious. Um, I like a lot of their pieces. I like Shake. I like Matisse. I love Matisse. Obviously, shout out if you haven't seen the um, in the life in the bubble on Matisse Thibault's YouTube. Go watch it. It's about probably two hours total watch time. Super entertaining. He's a really charismatic guy. I think the obvious thing that everyone's going to say, and I think it's truly Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in the same, um, you know, the same team on the court at the same time, it's never going to work. Ben Simmons needs shooters. Joel Embiid needs shooters. They can't make that. This team just is not going to work. It was fun. There was hope. The hope was gone. This team needs to be blown up. They need a new idea. I have no idea who they should trade, honestly. My gut really says that Joel Embiid obviously is a great, great center. Second best center in the league, in my opinion. You can't beat Jokic. But Ben Simmons is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at a talent. Closest thing we've ever seen to Magic Johnson since LeBron James. I say keep Ben Simmons and shop Joel Embiid for some other stars. But, that being said... We will see what happens. Miami Heat. This is the second team I think can contend. The Miami Heat. I cannot describe how much I have fallen in love with this team over the bubble. They're just... Everyone said that Jimmy Butler was too toxic. They just needed to find a team with people just like him who wanted to fight just as hard. Obviously, you've got a lot of starting lineups they can go with. They tended in the playoffs to look until Goron got hurt. But looking at some something similar to Goran Dragic, um, Tyler Harrow, Jimmy Butler, Kelly Olynyk, Bam Adebayo, and even if they want to switch it out, they've got Iggy, they've got Duncan Robinson, they got Jay Crowder, they got Kendrick Nunn, they got Derek Jones Jr. They've got a lot that's really fun to work with. The problem is they've got about nine guys who can really go out there you've got some who are kind of on the borderline of being able to go out there and really compete like Myers Leonard's eh, maybe uh, Solomon Hill eh, not on a championship team I don't think that's going to work but Spo is one of the most innovative coaches I absolutely love the culture in Miami that almost grit not grit and grind as in Memphis basketball but that 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 want to win. There are just a bunch of dogs down there. So much fun. Very little changes. If they win the Giannis sweepstakes, great. Absolutely under no circumstances should they give up any of the people who are named Jimmy Butler, Tyler Harrow, or Bam Adebayo. Goron and Duncan, I really do not want to see leave. Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olenek, I do not want to see leave. But those three need to be considered untouchable. Absolutely. I'd rather keep on Duncan Robinson and Goran Dragic. If they can keep Jimmy, Tyler, Bam, Duncan, and Goran and get Giannis onto Takumpo, they will win the NBA championship. Mark my words. All right, next up, 
Indiana Pacers, another weird spot. There's so many rumors right now. Does Vic want in? Does Vic want out? That's what everything's going to depend on. Also, things that are going to be dependent on, of course, TJ Warren. Can bubble TJ Warren really come back? What they need to do, I think, one, they need to keep Vic. And if not, they need to trade him. They can't just lose him to free agency. They need to get some value out of him. Two, TJ Warren has to play exactly like he is. Three, Miles Turner, he's got to go. They've finally, it's been so weird these past couple years, but it's, I think, finally very clear that DeMontis Sabonis is the guy for the future. Miles Turner's just got to go. I also like their den- their um, bench. I like Jeremy Lamb. I like Doug McBuckets, uh, TJ McConnell, Justin Holiday, and Aaron Holiday. I think Malcolm Brogdon's one of the most underrated players in the league right now. This team's fun. Will they win a championship? No. Should they blow it up? No. I think ride it off. You'll probably be a five seed. If you make it to the second round, that's good. Just keep working with what you got. You know, see what happens. Prep for the future. Boston Celtics, next team that can win a championship. I think coming into the season, uh, my official prediction was that the Boston Celtics would lose the NBA championship in six games to the Los Angeles Clippers, and I was very wrong. But... This Celtics team, I love. Fun, fun, fun Celtics team to watch. I think the big, the only real, real question mark for this upcoming season uh, is Gordon Hayward. Personally, a move I like is move Gordon Hayward to uh, Indiana, who we just mentioned, for Miles Turner. Because then you fill that hole, and obviously Gordon Hayward, it'll stink to lose him. He's a fan favorite. But a starting lineup of Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum. Well, actually, no, you probably start Marcus Smart at that point. So Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Miles Turner. That's a championship roster. Some decent time bench pieces, Enos Cantor, Robert Williams. They really need... A better point guard than Brad Wanamaker off the bench if you're starting Marcus Smart. Um, you can keep working on developing Carson Edwards and Romeo Langford. This is a good team. I feel like their bench depth is going to hold them back, but this is a team that has potential to win it all, 100%. Toronto Raptors. I. This team makes me feel the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Kyle Lowry, Freddie Van, Pascal, uh, Marcus Saul is going over to play overseas. Uh, congrats, Mark. You are an absolute legend. Norman Powell, uh, OG, Chris Boucher, Terrence Davis, Pat McCaw, the GOAT, Pat McCaw, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. They're, they're the thing they've got going for them. They are the deepest team in the league, undoubtedly. The problem is, what do they do with the front half? Siakam had a down year. Kyle Lowry is doing everything he can. I love Kyle Lowry. If you don't like watching Kyle Lowry, you don't actually like good basketball. Kyle Lowry is just a perfect embodiment of what an NBA point guard should be nowadays. Fred Van Vliet's going to be a hot commodity on the free agency market. I can see a lot of teams making a push for him. Um, but this team's just fun. It's fun. It's really well balanced. It's like pretty much the definition of that Spurs basketball we saw in the 2000s where or that Hawks team in 2015-16 that LeBron destroyed as just team basketball with all-stars like uh, Jeff Teague and um, uh, Kyle Korver. 
I like this team. It's fun. It's really just good fundamental basketball. It's almost like watching a college team. They don't, they're not overly flashy because they don't have to be. Obviously, Nick Nurse, one of the best coaches in the league. Toronto, don't change much. Try not to lose Fred Van Vliet. Finally, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks are probably in the scariest position because Giannis is unhappy. Giannis can say he's happy all he wants. He's a two-time MVP already. Giannis is not happy. The question right now that everyone has on their mind when they're looking is, are the Bucks good enough to win a championship as they are right now? Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, Dante DiVincenzo, Kyle Korver, Pat Connaughton, uh, George Hill, Wes Matthews, Frank Mason, Urson. Is this team actually good enough to win a championship? Honestly, I say no. As of right now, this team is only the third best in the East. The Nets and the Raptors are simply just better basketball teams. If I'm Giannis, I'm going to make it official. I want out. Where do I look personally? I look Miami. This team needs to get a, land a superstar who fits in this scheme, which I don't think exists, or Giannis is gone. They've got to show Giannis that they've got what it takes because they're going to lose in talent. So overall, looking at the East, a lot to be done from the Cavs up to the Bucks. But all in all, I'm not one to say. What do you guys think? Let me know. Reach out to me. What do you think that these Eastern Conference teams should do? Who do you have coming out of the Eastern, your Eastern Conference Finals? Right now, I would say it's Raptors-Nets for me. Well, we'll see what happens. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm Nolan. This is the Roadside Repair Show. Have a good one.